Hello and welcome to the print pod. I'm Amog Rahmitra, journalist at the print, and today I will be discussing our principal correspondent Ishadzata Lahiri and my ground report from Kashmir as to why there is a political vacuum in Kashmir and Rahul's Bharat Jodo Yatra hasn't bridged it. When Rahul Gandhi hoisted the tricolor at the iconic Lal Chowk clock tower in Srinagar last week, the Congress called it a historic moment and the BJP applauded itself for normalizing Kashmir. But for locals running businesses here, political events simply mean losing a day's revenue. Many, in fact, are cynical about any activity by Delhi parties, whether it be the Congress or the BJP. An employee at a garment shop in Lal Chowk told the print, We were told the night before that we couldn't open our stores because of Rahul Gandhi's yatra and as usual, we obliged. You don't ask why here. It is usual practice and we are used to it. Gandhi unfurling the flag at Lal Chowk at the end of his Bharat Jodo Yatra had become a matter of political debate. A Yatri who'd accompanied Gandhi from Kanyakumari to Kashmir in the 4,000 km long walkathon said that it was a matter of pride that her leader could hoist the flag at a place known for quote-unquote terror. The BJP, on the other hand, said that the reason a mainland politician like Gandhi could perform such an act was because of the quote-unquote Naya Kashmir created after the abrogation of Article 370 in 2019. But for the people in Lal Chowk, it was yet another show by yet another political party. Even back when Jawaharlal Nehru hoisted the national flag in Lal Chowk in 1948, something that the Congress has compared Rahul's feet to it signalled only broken promises, alleged the shop employee mentioned earlier. He claimed at the time Nehru had promised a plebiscite. To this day, the promise remains on paper. No one talks about it. And when Rahul Gandhi came, we didn't have the freedom to ask him about it. He added, a political event only means something when we have the right to express our political opinions and question the leaders. But we can't because we know the consequences that await us. When asked about Nehru's promise of a plebiscite at a press conference in Srinagar, Gandhi has skirted the question, saying that he did not want to get into the historical aspect. The cynicism of the people, however, is not just restricted to the Congress. There seems to be a certain disillusionment with politicians and politics in general after 2019, and Delhi parties are viewed with the great, greatest skepticism. Professor Noor Ahmed Baba, an academician and political analyst based in Srinagar, said there has been a lot of disillusionment in Kashmir with national politics post-2019. Congress is also using a safe narrative because of its own political considerations nationally. The only thing that works for them is that there has been so much disillusionment with the BJP and its politics. If there's no choice, Congress becomes slightly more acceptable because of its ideological leanings. He added that there was a political vacuum in the state owing to the reduced operations of regional parties like the National Conference and the People's Democratic Party since the abrogation of Article 370 and the former state being split into the two union territories of JNK and Ladakh. Since 2019, Kashmir did not have a democratic space within which the regional parties could remain active and operate freely. Therefore, these have remained to some extent disconnected from people and, in the process, 
have not been able to gain political space. But in the absence of a viable alternative for the people against the BJP, these parties could fare better in a future election, he said. As Rahul Gandhi's final march began from Pantha Chowk in Srinagar on 29 January, a little boy dressed in a blue jacket tried to maneuver a flag hoisted on a stick at least four times his height. The women accompanying the child encouraged him to hold it properly so that the gathered media could capture a good photo. However, the women immediately covered their own faces whenever a camera pointed towards them. When asked if they were Congress supporters, the women said they were with everybody. A caveat followed, albeit a quieter one, anybody but Modi. Like many others in Srinagar, these women had come out on the streets during the Yatra because they were curious to see what was happening rather than out of a sense of political affiliation. Two women who run a salon in the city told the print that they thought that the rally was led by both Gandhi and actor Urmila Matonkar, who joined the Yatra for a day in Nagrota, Jammu. It is worth noting that the Bharjodu Yatra was not the first large political rally that Kashmir has seen since 2019, nor was it the only one that pulled crowds. Last October, droves of people attended BJP leader and Union Home Minister Amit Shah's rally in Baramulla. Many Paharis also came to the event jubilant about the newly promised reservation for the community. In November, PDP chief and former Chief Minister Mehbooba Mufti addressed a rally in Srinagar for a convention of the party's youth wing. In December, after Farooq Abdullah was re-elected as NC president, he and his son Umar Abdullah addressed party workers at a rally in Srinagar. The Altaf Bukhari led JNK Apni party also held a rally last November at the Shere Kashmir Park in Srinagar. Still, in the absence of elections, the perception endures that there is a political vacuum in the state. For national parties like the Congress and the BJP, Kashmir has been a fortress they've been unable to breach electorally, though they've done better in Jammu. Of the 46 assembly seats that the Valley had since 1995, the highest number of seats that the Congress has won in the region was 7 in 2014. It was the first time that the party had won more seats in Kashmir than in Jammu, where it won 5 of 37 seats. Of the, la- of the past 5 elected governments in the former state, the Congress was part of a collision with the NC in 1987 and 2008. In 2002, it had formed a government with the PDP. Former Congress leader Gulam Nabi Azad was the chief minister of the state from 2005 to 2008. The BJP, on the other hand, has never won a single seat in Kashmir. In Jammu, however, the party won 25 seats in 2014, its highest tally ever. Thereafter, the BJP entered a post-poll alliance with the PDP, which had emerged as the single largest party in the state despite not winning any seats in Jammu. PDP continued with the BJP in an uneasy alliance until the latter withdrew in June 2018. Governor's rule was imposed in the state for the next six months, after which President's rule was instated. In August that year, statehood was revoked and JNK came under the control of the BJP-led central government. The abrogation was seen differently in Jammu and Kashmir, which are distinct in both their culture and their politics. While Jammu welcomed it, the people of Kashmir saw it as an affront to their identity. Both the PDP and the NC at the time were seen to be in cahoots with Delhi, say sources in both parties. A meeting of NC's Farooq Abdullah 
and his son Umar with Prime Minister Narendra Modi days before the abrogation was announced was seen as a proof of their involvement with the decision. However, both of them as well as Mehbooba were placed under house arrest as soon as the decision was announced. At the time, all three had also announced that they would not contest elections till JNK statehood and Article 370 was reinstated, though their parties would. In December 2022, Farooq Abdullah said that Umar would contest when elections happen. The only electoral exercise that has taken place since August 2019 has been the elections to the District Development Council (DDC). a local body in 2020 the pdp and the nc which fought the elections together along with smaller parties in an alliance known as the people's alliance for gupkar declaration pgd won 110 of 278 seats the election saw a turnout of 51% while the nc maintains that the turnout in the ddc elections shows people's continued faith in regional parties pdp concedes that a political vacuum did exist of course there was a political vacuum the entire political establishment was thrown in jail as were activists and scholars sohail bukhari chief spokesperson of the pdp told the print ifra jan spokesperson of the nc however claimed that the bjp wants people to think there is a vacuum she said it is an indirect way of delegitimizing the mandate of the people if there was a vacuum why did the nc sweep the ddc elections why was the voter turnout so high just because the national media doesn't run rpr 24/7 doesn't mean that people's political aspirations don't align with us for both parties settling on a stance towards the bjp is a work in progress sources in the nc said that while the senior abdullah is intent on sticking with the pagd alliance umar seems to be on the fence while farooq believes the continuation of the alliance will bring bjp to the table umar thinks that a certain amount of dialogue is required to conduct elections in the state and end the existing political stalemate bukhari of the pdp said that since abrogation there have been competing narratives by the mainstream parties bukhari said mainstream political parties represented one view it was largely within the ambit of the indian constitution for the rights of people when 2019 happened and those constitutional guarantees were snatched of course it led to a lot of resentment it made many people question the mainstream political parties he added it shrunk the space of the mainstream parties over the past 2 to 3 years as people go through suppression they want someone to articulate their pain assembly elections in jnk were scheduled for 2020 but were postponed in view of the delimitation exercise in the state the process was completed in may 2022 and all parties in the state have demanded that elections be held as soon as possible political analyst in the valley on condition of anonymity while pointed out a vacuum created by the absence of a quote unquote separatist voices who've been incarcerated post 2019 they say that a political space was occupied by outfits like the hudiyat conference before the abrogation the hudiyat was led by the late said ali shah gilani who contested the claim of india on jnk gilani passed away in september 2021 while other prominent leaders like mirwais umar farooq have been under house arrest since 2019 The Hudiyat office in Srinagar was also sealed by the administration on 29 January the last day of the Bharat Jodo Yatra. Analysts believe that the Hudiyat enjoyed a lot of support in the valley but that space quote unquote representing voices of a lot of people has been vacated. This they say has added to the widespread disillusionment within politics. Nevertheless this does not mean that people do not want to vote said Professor Baba 
I think today people will come out and vote in large numbers. Boycott of elections would mean reinforcing the current status quo. People possibly want change. Nowadays people are conscious. You want to constantly go out and vote if it is a free and fair elections, he said. Baba added, people are more likely to vote for regional parties. In case there is no option, they will also vote for a national party like the Congress, even though historically Kashmiris have not had a very pleasant experience with them. I think compared to BJP, it could become somewhat more acceptable in the absence of a viable regional alternative. Thank you for listening, but do tune in to listen in to more such reports from the Prince Political Bureau.